everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where two guys get together and talk about video games and any movies or show they watch during the week. My name is Barry. And I'm still Craig. And as always, we're going to get into the news first. These are supposed to be easy now that yeah. you, now that we're done the first 20. <laughs> yep, these are the so easy I, ones. Yeah, I, I expect this all to come together. Mm-hmm. So we're recording on a Thursday afternoon. I know you're all very upset that the podcast isn't up on Thursday morning. It's my fault. Uh, I wanted to get the PlayStation conference and I wanted to see what we would see, what we saw. Um, I guess what I saw isn't that bad. In all honesty, I watched it, you know, am I disappointed that there's no PS5, you know, price reveal or release date? Sure. And I think everybody is, but I, both of the companies right now, whether it's Microsoft or Sony are playing chicken with it to see who budges first. Yeah. This was mainly focused on PS4 really. Yeah. And some PS5 stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, the PlayStation State of Play, you know, I think the big reveal was probably uh, the hit game Bug Snacks had shown <laughs> off more of a demo trailer. Yeah. And this is nothing like Scorn, you know. Everybody hates Scorn, but everybody loves Bug Snacks. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. No, uh, I- I'm I'm joking. I'm kidding yeah. around and having fun with Bug Snacks. Like, it seems like a fun, innocent game. Uh, I Nobody really knows much about it, but... I thought that while I was watching that, I just went, do we really need more info on bug snacks? Like, <laughs> the the people the, demand info. And they got I think it. it's for the memes now. Yeah, maybe. It kind of gives me a little bit of a Viva Pinata feel. A little bit. Yeah. Which I could I can get down with that for a little bit. I, it's not something I probably will play forever and ever, but it might be fun for a little bit. Yeah, and besides the joke, they did open up with uh, some pretty good stuff on the Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot game coming out. Yep, and uh, looks, I think you... it looks really good. Um, I was more worried that it wasn't going to be like the older style Crash games, but I think once we actually saw gameplay this time that it's pretty close to the originals, right? Same camera angle, same type of levels. It's just, you know, updated graphics. They changed the mass that you can get, but I'm really excited for it. I think it looks really fun. Yeah, I think the fact that, like, one, I think they did mention that there are no microtransactions in this game mm-hmm. uh, f- after looking at it. And I'm, some of the people I was watching said that they they had heard that there were no microtransactions. But Coco was also going to be, um, like, co- a completely playable character. Any level you can play with Crash, you can play with Coco as well. So yeah. I know there's a big, uh, big market out for everybody who loves Coco. Yeah, they did say that, like, you can get different costumes with gems, but you earn the gems like in level doing different things. So yeah. that's, that's nice. Yeah. We'll end up seeing, you know, I'm, I'm not a big crash bandicoot game uh, person only because it's not what I grew up with, but it, it doesn't look bad. You know, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm close to giving it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I like all the other ones, so I'll definitely be playing this one for sure. It just for me, I wanted it to be more like the original and that's pretty much what we're getting. So I'm happy. Yeah. Um, next up after that was, uh, I saw Hood Outlaws and Legends, uh, which after seeing it, it looks like a medieval, like, I I don't want to call it a medieval Overwatch, but it kind of is. It looks like you were pitted against another team that had much of the same similar characteristics to your own. And it looks like you're both trying to either capture a treasure or something like that, or maybe one person's defending, one person's attacking. You really don't know, but I, 
I, I do like the v, the PvP multiplayer games when they're done really well, like Overwatch, and this is definitely a game that looks like I, I'll be into. Yeah, I'll probably pass on this one just because I didn't really like Overwatch, so it's not really going to be for me, but I think it looks cool. Yeah. People are into it. Did you, uh, I can keep going down the list, or did yeah, you want to? go wanna... for it. No, go ahead. Okay. So some of the smaller stuff was Temtem is going to be announced for PS5. The kind of the computer, it used to be on computer only now, but it's pretty much a clone of Pokemon in its own different way, different typings, double battles. Uh, it's it's good for Sony to pick up something like this, uh, considering it's good for really any console to be picking up Temtem. I think there's a brand of people who don't want to get Nintendo or don't like Nintendo, so if you want like a Pokemon type game, Temtem is where they're going to get it at. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I never actually tried it yet, but I probably should. I mean, I like Pokemon. Um, looks interesting. Yeah, I know the game when it first came out for Steam, like all the servers had crashed because yeah. the game, like everybody was just trying to get into it. So I definitely think I'll try to get into it too. Yeah, that came out what, last year? I think. Yes. Okay. Either Yeah, it was either early, very early this year or late last year from okay. what I remember. Yeah, I'll definitely check that one out for sure. Uh, there's Spelunky 2, which is also announced to come out for September 15th. Um, I never played Spelunky, but I like to watch people play it. It's a it's a fun little dungeon crawler game, and it's supposed to be procedurally generated. So all of like the maps and the dungeons are something that's completely random. So every time you go through a run of this, it's supposed to be a completely different game, and I like watching people play this because it's fun, but Spelunky 2 and that type of gameplay really isn't for me. No, me neither. I mean, I am I know people have been waiting a long time for it. I have it. I think I've played it like twice. <laughs> so mm -hmm. good luck to everybody with the second one coming out. It looks like more of the same, which is what everybody was asking for. Yeah, they did show off some PS5 games as well. I will mention that they showed more of a gameplay of Godfall, mm -hmm. the uh, looter slasher or like schluter. I'm trying to remember what people were calling it but uh one they announced that there were different weapon types whether it was dual swords or a long sword and you have a shield and you have all these different combos you can do but i think a big part of this game uh that kind of surprised me was there's going to be no microtransactions in this game either right and considering that a lot of these types of games where it's looting and shooting you can usually buy some sort of currency uh for it to you know either make the progression faster or to get some better chance of getting ultra high rare loot if there's no microtransactions like the it seems like uh, a message during this generation is you don't have to have or force microtransactions which i'm cool with yeah absolutely this one for me looks really boring though so hopefully it's not but just this gameplay when i was watching it today i was just kind of like eh. i mean it kind of has that feeling to me of like early console release game that's going to be forgotten but hopefully i'm wrong because like and I, this type of game in and of itself interests me i just there wasn't really much there that i thought looked cool hopefully. yeah like everybody's wearing like old-fashioned armor and has yeah. capes and that kind of thing like I, I just want the game to be fun and this yeah. is definitely going to be a game that looks like you're going to be playing with your friends yeah absolutely we then have pathless which i uh, this was kind of a really interesting game. It reminded me a lot of Shadow of the Colossus. This game, you're playing as a female archer who 
it's kind of hard to explain, but if you watch the yeah. gameplay trailer, she's like shooting these orbs in the air and she continues to gain momentum and go faster. This game had a definitely feel of a breath of the wild as well, where you're traversing the, uh, you know, everything really fast. You have an Eagle that you can jump from high places on and kind of flutter down as well. But I, I was really interested in what looks like the boss mechanics of this game. So you have to, there's all these different towers and there are these bosses. And in order to gain an advantage over these bosses, you have to restore light, quote unquote, to one of these towers. And the gameplay and boss battle that they showed of the one kind of fire deer looking animal, I thought looked really stylish and really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, This game, this game looks like it's going to be right up my alley. I did see that there were some puzzle type things to it. But uh, archery is fun, and yeah. this game looks fun. I think the art style is really, really cool. That definitely yeah. caught my attention. I think me personally, I know better that when it looks a lot like Breath of the Wild, I know that I'm probably not going to dig it. But just based on how it looks alone, I definitely want to at least give it a decent attempt before yeah. I write it off. Yeah, uh, and then you know the big, the big reveal, uh, the Genshin Impact, which looked like mono- anime Monster Hunter, which... <laughs> cool i'm all, all for you. it that, but yeah that, that looked like fun yeah. um you know i i really liked monster hunter and i guess the one thing monster hunter was lacking was anime so, <laughs> was uh, it no it wasn't it didn't need anime <laughs> but i'm interested to see how this game plays uh it looks like there's a lot of different weapon types you can go for it seems to be a it like it, it looks like a really flashy and fun game where monster hunter isn't as flashy it's more based grounded and you know more uh raid boss battle type things but uh genshin impact i thought looked fun and you know i'm if anything i guess i'm an anime guy on the on here so i'm <laughs> yep. looking forward to it that one let, uh rests solely in your hands for review purposes <laughs> i and will trust your judgment it. yep that and scarlet nexus which yep. i'm gonna have to get an yep. xbox for yeah, it might. It'll probably play on the Xbox One, I would imagine. So you yeah, I, even have to. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yep. Uh, other than that, that was kind of my roundup of the conference. You know, as I mentioned before, we didn't get a lot of PS5 news. You saw some PS5 type games. We saw Bug Snacks. Uh, you know, the, the conference is what it you know is what it was. You know, I guess we just have to continue to sit and wait for them to announce whether or not. Uh, or when these consoles are going to be released, when you can pre-order them, and what the price is. You know, they're, I'm going to go with, and if I had to guess, if whenever one of these company budges, the other one's going to come out the next day yep. with some sort of, you know, small conference and goes, bam, here you go, here's everything. Haha, you budged first, and we <laughs> undercut you in price or something. I guess. I think, I don't know if that necessarily would be the case. I thought, like, everybody kind of just assumes that Xbox is going to be cheaper. Right. That kind of has been like the general consensus, like, oh, Xbox is going to do whatever they can to be cheaper. But yeah, I mean, we're now we're at what, three months. Right. And we still have nothing. No pre-orders, nothing. This is definitely unheard of. And like every conference, like, all right, maybe this is the one and it's not. And I don't man, I feel like we're going to get to the point where it's going to be like when they finally announce the prices and I'll be like, all right, uh, let's say it's like PS5. $5.99 Five ninety nine coming out next month. You know, like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. We're going to be sitting here in beginning of November or like end of October, and they're just going to finally drop it, and then everybody's going to scramble to pre order. 
Um, I hope not, but man, they are not budging whatsoever. Yeah. And especially with all, especially with COVID looming to doom everything that, you Mm -hmm. know, humanly, you know, human existence possible. Um, you know, and that's the last thing that, you know, a lot of these places want, uh, the last thing, you know, a a retail place wants is 20 people or 50 people lined up outside their door going, you know, Hey, I got to pre-order it. And with everybody having to social distance and then they're not social distancing or not wearing a mask and then people get angry at each other. It just, I'd be interested to see what retailers do just because in order to avoid that kind of catastrophe, maybe they go to online, online only pre-orders. Yeah. Then you got to factor in the, uh, you know, the package thieves that are around everywhere now. So like me personally, I would much prefer to pre-order and like pick up in the store than to have it sent directly to my house just because one, people steal things off porches, two, UPS and USPS aren't the gentlest with your packages. So <laughs> that's, yeah. not, that's definitely not something you want kicked around, I guess. But we got to get something like I need something from Xbox's conference this month. I need something like you got to give me a pre-order at least. Maybe not. I mean, I guess you have to have the price to pre-order, but I mean, we're we're going to be under three months now. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But that's uh, that's all I have for the PlayStation conference. Uh, Craig, I'll take it over to you with some other news. All right. So slightly smaller news. There was a little bit of a leak, I think, earlier last week or the week before about Halo multiplayer being potentially free. Uh, Microsoft did come out and confirm that, yes, it is free to play. Uh, and it will run at 120 frames per second, which is your uh, your wonderful rant. They heard, you know, they heard me. You know, X- <laughs> Xbox went and listened to the podcast and they went, right. crap, he's right. He's right. We got to do it. So, I mean, that's cool that it's going to free to play. I kind of feel like that's the way everything's going nowadays. And then you just make the actual campaign what you're paying for. Um, but, you know, that's cool. I'm That means more people will play it and your player base will stay populated. So good on them. Um, and then just real quick too, we just both watched the, uh, trailer for the next season of apex legends with the new character. Um, what's your thoughts on her? Um, Rampart. Rampart. Yeah. Rampart looks like she's going to be a lot of fun. You know, when it comes to diversity in apex, um, apex has always been really good about getting a lot of diverse, you know, um, characters into their game and having diverse backgrounds. And I Mm -hmm. guess having, um, that, that kind of representation from Rampart is, is good for the game. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just hope that she's viable and fun. You know, I've apex is a game that Craig and I play pretty much every, every week of, and, you know, put some time into, Yeah, and I'm a Watson main, but you know, Watson's kind of useless in a lot of ways when, if you're not, (laughs) If uh, if nobody come, runs into your fences, so it's it's just that kind of stuff. I, I want her to be fun, useful, and I just look forward to a new season. Yeah, and I'm kind of reading over like their press release here. Um, looks like they're going to be adding, obviously, new legendary skins. They're adding in hollow sprays, which I'm guessing are just kind of like a Call of Duty spray. Um, they're also introducing a new SMG called the Vault and a crafting mechanic. So that could be interesting. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to have pickaxes. We're going to Fortnite. Guys. We're going to Fortnite. Apex of Fortnite. We got to cut down the trees. 
but yeah, that comes out August 18th. So that's like a, what, a week and a half away or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, about a week from Tuesday. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited for new stuff there. Uh, but that's the only other two things I had for news. Kind of a slow week besides the PlayStation thing. Yeah, one thing that I did find while researching news topics this week, it does look like xCloud is coming to Android devices. So all you Apple people, time to, yeah, it, it, it probably has to do with some sort of licensing stuff and with how night, uh, and how kind of tight pack Apple can be with some of their privacy. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it makes sense. The Android marketplace is kind of like a loose loose battleground where you can kind of find anything that you're looking for there, yep. where Apple's is more curated. And I I think it makes sense, you know, uh, get half of the population on with app with um, Android and then the other half with Apple and hopefully xCloud can uh, yeah. keep up to date with everybody. Hopefully it comes soon because, I mean, I'm, I you know, I've been talking about this for a little while now that I'm excited for it, but I'm not going to be able to use it because everything I own is Apple. So I have my iPhone and my iPad and that's not going to help me here. So hopefully it's not too long of a gap. Um, I don't know, honestly, how much I'll use that feature, but I could see myself using it, especially if it's like I'm playing something on my TV and I was like, oh, I want to keep playing, but I want to go lay down. It'd be pretty cool to be able to just prop up my iPad and still use my controller. So. I'm looking forward to it whenever Apple decides to play nice with Microsoft. Yeah. One of the things I did want to just go back to real quick is going to be the uh, free-to-play for Halo multiplayer. Mm-hmm. kind of surprised at the decision <laughs> to make it free-to-play only because this is a launch game. It's going to be a game that if you're getting an Xbox, you're getting Halo Infinite. Yep. So, But if people like me who aren't really interested in the story aren't as into the story as... Um, a lot of other Halo fans, I don't have to buy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have to buy Halo Infinite anymore. I can just download the multiplayer and play for free, which is, I guess, the confusing part to me is you're now making it free, so you're not making money on that unless you're buying, like, some of the microtransaction stuff. Yep. I mean, I think they're kind of looking at it the way that Fortnite and Apex, like, they're making a ton of money off of microtransactions. And maybe they're also looking at it as like, well, people are going to play the campaign or probably going to just get Game Pass anyway, right? Yeah. So that like the probability or like the amount of physical copies they're going to sell of this game is probably not that high, I wouldn't think. Um, digital maybe a little bit more, but like I'm excited to play the campaign. But again, I don't have to buy it because I have Game Pass. And I think like 95% of the people who play the campaign are probably going to do it through Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to get the people like if they release a collector's edition, those big Halo fans are going to want that. I'm not that big of a Halo fan, so I don't care about collector's editions. But yeah, I mean, I guess I can see where they're coming from. I guarantee you it's going to be loaded with microtransactions, though, if it's free. Yeah, it's always it's always going to I wonder if it's going to be about customizing your Spartan, you know, going to be able to put funny colors and funny (laughs) hats and funny emotes on it. Yep. Um you know, good for them for making it free. I, I agree with, I think that's a really good move on them. Like you mentioned, I just don't understand where the money is coming from, where it's, uh, you know, if someone like me who doesn't need to buy the microtransactions for Halo for some dope armor, I guess, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting away scot-free, but I also am a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, so it right. really didn't matter to begin with. Yeah, you were going to have it anyway. And, you know, yeah. they'll probably have a battle pass as well. So they'll get yeah. money from that and then they'll do season after season because they make a Halo game like every 
three or four years anyway, so it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So that looks like it's going to be it for news. Uh, Games Played is going to be a fun one for us because Mm -hmm. uh, the the game that kind of just fell on all of our laps was uh, Fall Guys. Yeah. Which is free on PlayStation Plus right now. And like before we even get into the very specifics of it, uh, just download the game. If you have PlayStation Plus, just download it. It is it is a really and this isn't an insult. It is stupid fun. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, like I heard comparisons to people saying, you know, a, imagine like a Mario Party game mixed in with Fortnite. Uh, I and, that. you know, it's it's a battle royale game where there are the all these curated kind of fun mini game things that you pit yourself against uh, the other sixty players you play against in, in in a game, and then if you qualify, you move on to the next round and play a completely different game. Yep, there's three rounds. Um, I think the easiest way for me to describe it, like my kid plays a ton, like a ton of Roblox and, uh, on Roblox, they have what's called obbies, which are literally like, Hey, get from one end of the map to the other. And there's all these obstacles in the way. And that's literally what this game is. So the first time I play, I'm like, Oh, it's obbies from Roblox, but battle royale style. And I'm like, I'm totally in for that because it's so much fun. Like it's such an easy thing to get in that anybody can literally sit down and play this game. But it's also it's a good party game because um, you're just going to get like heated, very heated moments. You know, like I only played it, started playing it today. And like you start off and like, oh, this is a good time. This is fun. Then like 10 minutes later, you're like cursing out the other people you're playing with because they're shoving you out of the way um, <laughs> <laughs> and you get real mad. And like I haven't won yet. Um, right before we got on here, I think I got like the I got to the last one. There was like four of us. Um and we had to like grab it's kind of like pen the tail on the donkey, but you had to be the last person with the tail when the timer ran out. And I grabbed it with like 15 seconds left. I'm running around the whole map. And then with like two seconds left, somebody grabbed it from me. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I thought that was my first win. And I was so excited. Uh, but it's so much fun. It's super addicting. So uh, it's great that you can just download it for free. It's on PC as well. Do you have to pay for it on there? I didn't even look. Yes, as far as I can tell, it looks like it's a paid game. It's twenty dollars on PC, which isn't. If you have friends that are going to play with you, the 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 price tag on this game is priceless. Mm-hmm. You're going to have so much fun with your friends, uh, whether it's you know dicking each other over and you know ruining <laughs> yep. each other's game, or you know cheering for your friend because you can kind of get. There's no team based element to this, but you can get into like a four player squad, and four of you can play in the same lobby. So it's just a matter of, you know, you still get to have fun with them and you can still screw with them if you want to. The only thing I would add um, is like Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch, right? They have a multiplayer that they put in and you can literally like pick up your the other person and and Mario Maker and like throw them. Um, And in this, you can like hold on to them and fall guys, but you can't like pick them up. That's the only thing I would add, like give me the ability to like pick somebody up and like attempt to throw them because I think that would just add so much more chaos. Yeah, it's already chaos because like as soon as you run into a person, you kind of like lose all control of your character and they just kind of like flop around. Yeah, Um, but man, I've been having a ton of fun with it today. Yeah, I'm really surprised at how much of a surprise game this was. Mm -hmm. I just remember watching it on Twitch and it was one random day. Uh, watching it and then there were like three people 
you know, doing it. And then it's like, oh, this game looks like fun. And then everybody was doing it the next day. So it's just <laughs> fun. To, it was fun to see this game kind of take over all of social media today. Yep. Yeah, if you have a PlayStation, there's no excuse not to have this game, really. It's just such a fun time. So go download it. Just go do it. Yeah. Just, it's, it's got the seal of approval from both Craig and I. So yep. uh, what, else, what else do you need? That's right. That's the, the highest seal. It's like the Nintendo seal. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm interested to see if uh, when when I start playing this game a little bit more often, uh, whether or not wins come by more in Apex or Fall Guys here. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling my win percentage is going to be very terrible on both of them. So I feel like it's harder to get wins in Fall Guys. Honestly, I don't really. Know. I think so. I just think I don't know. There's something about it that I feel like, man, this is going to be hard to get wins. I feel like if I can get above like 10 in the next couple of weeks, I'll be happy. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll check back in like next week and see if I have any. If I can have like one or two by next week, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I would be too. Once I get the first win, I'll probably just stop playing it. <laughs> That's what you should that do. Way, yeah. That way I can as a, end as a champion. <laughs> do you play anything else? Um, I'm pretty much playing the same stuff. Still playing okay. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I've been really thinking about streaming a whole playthrough of going through Kingdom Hearts, uh, oh you know, and I know everybody just wants to see a professional play Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. So I could I, I could give I could give the crowd what they want, give uh, them what they want. Yeah, but we'll see. I got to get a really long HDMI cable for that for that to work. <laughs> so I did start playing Destroy All Humans, which is the remake of that game's old, old. Um, I never really played it much when it first came out way back when. Um, so I don't have the nostalgia for it that a lot of people do, but again, like with a lot of remakes that have been coming out recently, you can tell that a lot of time went into it. It looks really, really good. Um, it still plays well. Um, the only issue that I noticed was the audio was a hundred percent the audio from the original game. So you can kind of tell that it doesn't sound like a game coming out today should sound like. Um, but other than that, like the controls are improved from what they used to be. Um, you know, the, the jokes in the game are kind of, eh. I think I found them funnier originally, but I was also a lot younger, so they probably hit a little bit better, but it's a uh, pretty simple. If you haven't played it before, it's basically, you know, you, each level is an area and you're, you know, shooting people. You can get in your flying saucer and shoot like tanks. And, uh, once you kill people, you pop their head off and eat their brain. And that is becomes your currency that you use to upgrade your alien at the end of the levels. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. If you have any type of nostalgia for the original one, I would definitely say, check it out. If you don't, I think it's still a fun enough, you know, I guess it's not a platformer, but that style of platforming type game that you'll still have a good time with it. So it gets the, uh, we'll say like the half seal of approval then, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it, it looks like a fun game. I never played it much only because I couldn't, I don't think I could convince my parents to get me that game because it was kind of, the the kind of themes that that game has is a much lighter Grand Theft Auto type theme right. to it. But uh, everybody I've been watching, uh, like reviews wise, says that the game is still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much different to see that type of game rather than a lot of open worlds nowadays where it's, hundreds and hundreds of hours of doing the same, you know, same thing and thinning storyline where 
a game from this long ago still really does hold up today. And because of its kind of zany, wacky uh, nature, it tends to differ, uh, uh, differ itself from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been quite a bit of fun. Again, I think I'm, I'm just aiming or leaning more towards games that don't take as long to beat right now. And this is definitely hitting that spot for me. Yeah, and I know, and I'm I'm more excited to get to the next game that you have here because you are a skater boy. So um... <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct term, but sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now that we're like a week in to with Skater XL, because last week I had played very very briefly, um, I've been averaging about. I don't know. I still play it every day. Um, I, I was playing it for like three or four hours the first couple of days. And again, same thing as before. It feels really good, super satisfying. Now that I'm, you know, all the way in and comfortable with the controls, uh, you have just so much more control than you have ever had in any other skateboarding game. As far as, you know, what you want the board to do, you can yeah. easily figure out what it is. Um, I've been trying to go through and do like they have different challenges where it's like do these tricks in a row or whatever that get increasingly difficult. And like, that's been enough to keep me entertained for now. And I'm almost done with all of those. I think I got like one or two left. Um, I was starting to get like, they have different maps, right? And I think there's like four maps and I was playing through all of them. And I was like, all right, these are cool, but you know, that's not a whole lot as far as, you know, for a release, a new release game. And then I realized that there was user created maps that I didn't see. Um, so there's a little bit more in there than I initially thought. Yeah. Still a ton of fun. Um, if you're not like into skateboarding, I don't think there's anything here that's going to suck you in though. Because like I said before, there's no story. Uh, there's no like overlying objectives for you to do. There's no score, right? Like nothing is scored when you do a trick. It just tells you what trick it does in the top left and that's it. Um, no multiplayer right now. Uh, so it's pretty bare bones. and I know they're still working on it. Um, so they definitely need multiplayer would be a must for me. Just being able to I don't even need to score for multiplayer. Just let me hang out with some of my other friends who have it. And we could just go skate like we used to like when I was a lot younger. That'd be cool. Um, and then maybe some more customization would be nice because there isn't a whole lot of it. And there's an achievement for switching your clothes 20 times. So I've been trying to go through and switch it out. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let me switch to the female character real quick because I haven't played as that yet. And there's like, if there's like 40 things to choose from when you have the male one, you switch to the female and it's like 15. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like nothing in there. Um, I have a big issue with the hair. Uh, they have a bunch of different hair options, but if you put a hat on, it automatically turns the guy to like bald. Okay. So like there's no way like if you wanted to have long hair and a hat, it ain't gonna happen right now. So Oh darn. Yeah. So I think that's something they can definitely add later. And as long as they keep updating it, I'm perfectly fine with that because I've been having a ton of fun. I just can't recommend this to people who are into skateboarding or into like the skateboarding culture. There's not gonna be a whole lot there to keep you playing past like a day or two. So. Yeah, and I I know you were playing Skate Four before, um, or yep. sorry, Skate Three mm -hmm. before uh, before Skater XL came out. Mm -hmm. Is this going to kind of be your? Is this game good enough to be your switch up? You know, when um, when you're not playing multiplayer with someone else, or yeah. you're not deep into a game. I think so. Um, if I could take the controls from Skater XL and put them onto Skate Three, I, that'd be the way to go. Because I still like that 
even though there isn't a huge story in skate three there's still something there like skate three is literally like hey you're building a skateboarding company let's go do all this stuff to promote your your company and the more stuff you do the more boards you sell like it's yeah. super simple but it's enough to me to be like all right cool let's go do the next thing um that's all i need for something in skater xl and i'll be fine but i think this will be enough because at some point i'll kind of you know phase off of this game and not play it as much this should be enough though until whenever skate four comes out that whenever i have a skateboarding itch i can just throw in skater xl and be fine so that's okay. really all i wanted from it and it is only 40 bucks so i got what i wanted for it more than you know what i paid for it yeah like it definitely looks like a a very cool game from what i've seen and even like the part where you mentioned like just multiplayer and like hanging out yep like you don't even need to score it, you know. You and your buddies are all playing multiplayer on Skater XL, mm -hmm. and someone says, "Watch me hit this line," or yep. like, and you hit the line with them, or you vary it up to make it more difficult. That kind of thing. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, super simple. You could even put in like, "Hey, let me play a game of Skate, right?" Or copy the trick. Just do something like that, and that could be yeah. fun. Just enough to have a little bit of. Um, you don't need to do much because if I can have a party chat and then have like two or three people in it, and we're all just skating. That's going to be enough for most people. Yeah. So I guess we wait and see how it goes. I know it's a small team working on the game, so I'm not going to like think that like, oh, they need to be on top of this now. It's only been out for a week, so I'll give it some time. Yeah, I'm hoping they release how well this game does just because mm -hmm. I know. I know a lot of people have been asking for skate games and we're kind of in a renaissance of skate games again, yep. where we're getting skate XL, we're getting skater bird. I'm not sure what the actual Tony title Hawk. for that and Tony Hawk coming out. Yep. So we have all these skate games and if people want more skate games, they have to support it. So I'm interested to see where skater XL is kind of the first game to bring back the renaissance of skate whether or not you know this this game sold well or not because of that yeah it would be interesting to see i know it's been doing well on on like pc so we'll see how it is on console but i guess we'll find out in a couple weeks yeah so uh were there any other games uh you were even playing i did uh download the gigantic update for warzone because there okay. is a new season of that so i did jump back into that today um I haven't played it in a while because, like you said, we've been playing Apex, so I just kind of stopped playing Call of Duty. I was tired of it. Um, but I did jump in. You know, they changed the map up a little bit. They got a train running around now. You can go in the stadium, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they changed, you know, the menu layout. There's a bunch of new weapons. So for me, it was a lot. But again, I haven't played it in probably a month or a month and a half. Um, jumped in and played two solo games. And first one, I got eight kills. Second one, I got seven. So was feeling pretty good but yeah. it's it's more of the same so i don't know if i'll stick with it but it was interesting to go back to it and be like oh yeah that's how you play this game <laughs> yeah I'm, it may, it may hold me over until okay. yeah it may hold me over until apex comes out with the new season we'll see i'll probably be jumping around between call of duty apex skater and fall guys yeah and that's that's not a bad uh group of games to be bouncing around in i'm oh. Like, I'm playing Apex, I find myself playing my Switch, whether it's playing Pokemon or playing Fire Emblem, which, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't talked about in a while. Maybe you guys need me to talk about it again. <laughs> but um, uh, we're, I think we finally hit the down point, or, and I guess, really, sorry, the slowdown, I should say, of yeah. all the new games coming out for a lot of these, uh, for a lot of these systems. Mm 
we're ramping up for next gen and i guess for me i'm just really interested to see what nintendo's going to do because in a lot of ways like in gaming news so far the biggest news has been you know xbox and sony and i do admit you know a lot of retailers can't even keep switches in stock right now but you know you've got a lot of gamers who if they're trying to decide between any three of these consoles or parents are trying to decide you know, there you might end up finding a lot more people getting uh, uh, getting a, a Sony or a Microsoft console just because they know that a bunch of new software is coming out for it. Whereas Nintendo really has just been quiet this entire time. Yeah, I mean, what happened? Like we had that big rumor about the you know the Switch coming out with like a Pro edition with that would do 4K, and that kind of died off, huh? Yeah, there there are still rumors about it. They're just very small. I want Nintendo to do that. I want Nintendo to maybe finally push the hardware button and upgrade their hardware instead of just relying on software. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, even with Sony, it shows that, oh, if you have all the first party and software titles that are really good, you're going to sell like crazy, mm-hmm. much like Nintendo has done for many years now. But I just, I would really like to see, you know, the Switch take advantage of a 4K TV. It does for me. It doesn't have to run 4K on that salt small screen. Just run HD 1080p. Yeah. Uh, and when I and then when I put it in the dock, you know, I get to experience you know Breath of the Wild two in 4K or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Would you buy a Pro Edition if it was unable to be undocked? Right. So if it was just a regular console that put out 4K, but you couldn't take it with you, would you buy oh. one? boy that that's a question craig yeah. wow yeah um because i could see them doing that too because we already have the one that the joy cons don't come off of right and like that's your yeah. portable yeah i could i i mean it's probably not going to happen but i could see them being like all right here's your console that does 4k but you can't take it <laughs> yeah like I, I guess to me it depends on whether or not my save data can be seamlessly saved all between them right. because I, I do find myself playing my switch like when i'm in bed undocked or when i'm um or or like when i'm watching like hockey and of course all the sports are back on and during a period break i'll just play my switch mm-hmm. undocked but that that's a tough question like i i would i know i'd buy it i know i would yeah. But I'd definitely be interested to see where my playtime goes after that, because right. I I love gaming on my of uh, I love I love console gaming I love getting on my big screen TV, you know, and this whole home theater stuff that I set up just for gaming, and I get a lot out of that. So I'd be interested to see if like I'm satisfied by a Switch console, and where my handheld play kind of dies off a lot more. Because yeah. I'm playing all those games in, you know, console 4K mode. Yeah. I mean, it might not be a bad idea if they did that and then they could just keep the Switch light and kind of phase out the other one. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, hey, this is your portable one if you want it. And then this one is your docked one. But yeah, they would have to iron out the uh, save data syncing because that's been a problem now that they just haven't really addressed. Yeah. That's so. such a good question, though, Craig. That was that was good. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I personally would buy it just because my playtime on the Switch is not as high as yours. Like I'm playing it a lot right now because I'm playing, you know, uh, Paper Mario. But I go through those 
phases where a good game comes out that interests me and I'll play it, but then I won't touch it for months. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I would buy it in that instance because I would not get the use out of it and I already have one. But I could see a lot of people buying it and then having two mm-hmm. for sure if they really like the games. Yep. But yeah, that's that looks that's pretty much all we played for this week. Uh, we're now going to get into TV slash movies, which there is a bit of news, which I guess is the more controversial part, which I guess we'll leave for the end with what's going on with Mulan and Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. So for TV, you know, I, I mentioned before on this episode, I guess I'm kind of the anime guy. <laughs> I've been watching Japan Sinks 2020 on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's by the same director that did uh, Double Man Crybaby. And this show's oh, like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but this anime is, is kind of strange. It, uh, what it is, is, and, and there's also like a lot of like theory and facts behind this anime, but, uh, Japan, there's this huge earthquake where it shifts the tight, the tectonic plates and, you know, Japan is slowly starting to sink. And you follow this family of people and the people that they kind of pick up on the way um, to trying to survive this and um, their travels to get to the to, to either get to safety or to, you know, get to get to loved ones even. And uh, I'm going to admit the show is weird. I haven't finished yet. I only have two more episodes le- left. But uh, what a lot of people are saying about the show is it's not bad. But I just got done with this whole like cult um, area of the show, and I have no idea what was going on during a lot of that. You know, there's anime is weird in general. You know, I, I admit that it's uh, it can definitely be a strange medium. But uh, the the cult, you know, there's all they get they arrive to this city where there's a bunch of weed, and there's like a a medium where there is a child and a mother who can talk. To, through dead loved ones if the person gives them uh, a precious item from the dead loved one so it's it's really weird and uh there it's it's kind of hard to explain this anime because it's just (laughs) all very strange and anime is strange but um if if you're an anime person uh, i'd probably skip japan Six Twenty Twenty. 2020 uh if if you're looking for a new anime to watch and you haven't watched it already, I really liked Beastars uh, on there. And I'm a big Fate fan, so there's also a Fate uh, original series on Netflix as well. But that's that's my little anime section. We're not about to make this an anime podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I also went ahead and watched The Patriot, just yes. as a classic. Uh, you know, the, the, the movie that was like three hours and 45 minutes first before, you know, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame yep. Yep. went ahead and did it. Uh, the Patriot, it is still a lot of freaking fun. Yep. Uh, I, I really am surprised that we don't have more movies like this coming out because this movie came out early 2000s. Yep. And it is still good. Like, you know, despite all the personal stuff that's gone on with Mel Gibson, um, he's a good actor in this movie. Heath Ledger, you know, uh, God rest his soul. He's still very, you know, he's an awesome actor even in that movie. I know everybody remembers him for the Joker, mm-hmm. but he's he's still really good in the Patriot too. And the I'm surprised we don't get more movies about you know 1760s you know war, whether it's Civil War or anything like that. But it is just 
it's just a really good war movie. It is so gosh darn good. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes in kind of phases. We have like the phase where there's a whole bunch of World War One and World War Two movies. I think we'll probably go back to like the revolutionary style movies in a little bit. But yeah, I, I watched it not too long ago as well. And like that movie has aged well. Even the special effects still look pretty good, you know, by today's standards. They're not on par, but they're still good enough that it's not distracting. Um, there's a ton of people in this movie, too, that you kind of forget are in there. And you're like, oh, wow, look how young they look, especially Heath Ledger. He's real young in this movie. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've watched this movie. But, man, that, like, last battle scene is just one of the better battle scenes in a movie that I've seen. It's yeah. Great. It's great. Him running with his, his hatchet. And, oh, man, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of surprising how good the battle choreography is. Mm -hmm. Because in, in a lot of movies now, like, everybody's trying to do these crazy flips and all of these counters when you're fighting. But in this movie, like, it, it kind of brought me back to old, like, fighting movie films where it's not, you know, ten cuts of one punch in, you know, a second where you're not flipping and the cameras spinning around and that kind of thing. It's not it's not a movie that does that. You know, the, the action scenes tend to be a little bit longer and tend to be shot all in more, you know, almost in a take. Uh, with multiple camera angles. So that's, that's what I really appreciated about the, this movie's fight scenes is it's not, you know, this shaky cam where, you know, the camera's traveling around them and it's a drone capturing them or anything like that. So right. I, it's definitely something that's appreciated and something I wish more movies would go back to, especially in, you know, some movies like, and I'll even admit Avengers does this where two people are fighting and it's so CGI, you know, it's so based heavily in CGI that the camera makes like 20 different cuts in 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's almost hard to keep up with the action sometimes. Yep. It, you know, that, that is a good point. I would consider myself an expert because I watch WWE and they do about 40 cuts in five seconds. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to being disoriented with those type of cuts. Um, but yeah, the older style is still holds up and the film quality is good. It wasn't really until like the, Jason Bourne movies came out where you really got like the shaky cam and the quick cuts. I remember when the Bourne's a uh, Bourne identity came out and like, people are like, man, that makes me nauseous and look how far, <laughs> look how far we've come now. It's even worse now. Yeah. I, some movies you watch and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Some of the transformers movies, like I can't even tell who's who it's cutting so quick. Yeah. Or, or, in, and it's even that too, but even in, um, the iron fist, like when that was on Netflix, like what they would purposely do is like the, it would be shot in a very low light area. So mm -hmm. you could have like, you know, you know, you have your, your stunt doubles and everything like that. But sometimes you can barely tell what's going on because you could barely see anything. Yep. Yeah. I guess I, it makes us sound old though, or like in the good old days of movies. <laughs> I, I never thought at 25, I'd be considering myself an <laughs> old movie person, but yep. you know, so be you it. Are. I was on kind of a, an older kick too. I was going through and I realized that like there was a lot of Denzel Washington movies that my wife had never seen. So like we've been watching a lot of those um, bone collector. She had never seen training day. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones we watched. There was like four or five. Um, but just last night I did watch air force one again with Harrison Ford. That's such a great movie. That's like old yeah. school nineties um, action thriller there. Uh, but man, like, 
I've just been in that kind of mood for like the older movies. And like, there's so many of them on Netflix that you can just kind of, I went through the one night and like added a ton of them. Um, mm-hmm. I watched double, double jeopardy with Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. Like that movie, yeah. great. man, there's just so many of them on there that like, that's probably where I'll be for the next couple of weeks because there isn't a whole lot coming out on Netflix right now that I'm super excited for. Um, I, the old guard already came out. I don't think there's any other big movies scheduled right now to come out on Netflix. But yeah, that's I those are like the only ones I watched this week. All right. So we'll kind of get into the more controversial part yeah. of uh, of the TV slash uh, movies and TV shows section is Disney Plus announces that it's going to release Mulan digitally. And, you know, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then you find the price tag of how much they're going to charge for this thing. Yep. And it's 30 bucks. And don't forget, you also have to have Disney Plus. Yeah, you, you have to be paying for Disney Plus in yep. order for all of this to happen. So you're and, $7 or whatever it is a month, and then you have to pay another 30 for Mulan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I I tend to find myself in the unique situation of being someone who likes to watch movies, but also not having anybody come over to like split the cost. And right. I've talked about the cost of renting before mm-hmm. on on earlier podcast you know i was really excited to watch king of staten island and then to find out in order for me to rent it it's 20 dollars for 24 <laughs> hours when i could go to a movie on a wednesday and get it for five right um you know the the renting part of movies frustrates me and that's why i did it with that movie and i haven't really done it since with yeah. um when it comes to movie releases now mulan like hits even kind of a different button for me where i'm already paying for okay i'll admit it like you know disney plus is included with verizon you know Mm -hmm. if if you didn't hop on that train so i guess maybe for me who's who's someone who really didn't have to pay for disney plus when it because it came with verizon at the time they when they were doing that huge promo you know paying that $30 doesn't seem like a bad thing, you know, and I really hope that when you pay the $30, you just get to watch it as many times as you want until <laughs> they release it on, you know, for free on the Disney plus, uh, regular channel, uh, regular areas. Mm-hmm. It, I can see why people are angry. I can totally see why you're, uh, especially if you've been day one Disney plus, since the beginning and you didn't have Verizon. So you've been paying these seven to $8 a month. And now to be have to be told that, oh, if I want to watch Mulan, you know, I have to put $30 into this. And this movie will eventually, whether it's a year or longer from or even shorter than that, most likely shorter uh, than that, will end up on Disney Plus anyway. Yeah, I think I mean, they're in a unique situation. We all are because Mulan was the one movie that Disney was holding on to. They kept pushing it back being like. No, it's going to be in theaters or we're just waiting for the theaters to open up and it's not going to happen, obviously. Right. Like movie theaters, I don't think are going to open up. I don't know. I feel like they're not going to open up at all this year. I guess we'll it, see, but it really feels that way. And it's going to suck if, yeah, James, if I can't watch James Bond on a, <laughs> on an IMAX level theater because I'm so still I'm still so excited for that movie. Yeah, but it's I, I don't know. I just think like. You have a tenant, right, that is being super stubborn about it and being like, no, it's going to be in a theater. You have to watch it in a theater. And like they are releasing that movie 
over, you know, not in America, but like the other countries that are handling coronavirus a little bit better than us and have their movie theaters open, like he's going to release it there. And then it'll, he said it'll come to the U S later. Um, but Mulan was the one that Disney was holding on to. And I think this is just them kind of being like, all right, this isn't going to happen, you know, anytime soon in theaters, let's just get it out on streaming, but let's get our money's worth. And uh, they look at it as like a, you know, as a fan, it's a family movie. So like somebody like me with a family, $30 doesn't seem terrible, but I also look at it as like people who live in a city, if they go to a movie theater, they can't go to a movie theater like we can for five bucks. It's probably going to cost them 20 or $30. Yeah. Right. So in the bigger cities, $30 may be normal. Like, you know, maybe a little bit more than normal, but if you factor in like the popcorn and your food, it's probably 30 bucks. Uh, so it may not seem as terrible, but for your instance, where you'd be paying the $30 just for yourself to watch it, it is really expensive. Um, that's usually more than the cost of the movie when it comes out. Yeah. So, and that that's the cost of a 4k disc yeah. um, just by itself. Mm-hmm. And you already get the movie digitally anyway, when, right. uh, when you buy the hard copy of the movie. So there's just, there's all these factors and I get it. You know, this, this movie had, I think, like a two hundred million dollar production cost. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really trying to get money back on it, and I'm interested to see how well this does and how many people pirate this movie yep. because of that. I um, would be surprised too if the thirty dollar price tag is a rental, like twenty it, hours. <laughs> if it's a rental, I'm not. I will tell you right now, I will not do it. I yeah. as much as I want to see the new, like I'm excited for the new Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Mulan as a kid and I'm in, and they've done, Disney's done a pretty good job of the live action stuff. Yep. And if, if that's really how they're going to do it, like if I got to fork over 30 bucks to 30 bucks to rent it, I, I'm not going to pirate it saying that right now. I won't pirate it, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'll go out of my way to invite people over so they can yep. just, so we can split the cost, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I think you almost have to. And I think that's what they're, they assume when they put these price tags, like $20 was the standard for almost every movie that came out this year digitally. And I felt like that's fair because they have to factor in that you could have anywhere from two to 10, 15 people over to watch a movie. So, but no bigger than 25. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So that's them kind of figuring out like how much is fair considering, you know, how many, what the average amount of people watching this are. So, and it's also Disney, so it's always going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, but they're going to make a ton of money off of this. You know they will. They already bought in. Um, I was reading an article the other day that, like, they exceeded their subscription uh, plan that they had in place. Like, where they're at now for the amount of subscriptions to Disney Plus is where they expected to be, like, two years from now. So, they're already killing it with Disney Plus. And everybody was excited to see Mulan, so they're going to drop this for 30 bucks, and they're going to kill it again. They're probably going to make back more than what they spent on this movie. Um, and I think they're kind of surrendering with Disney Plus uh, people actually buying like physical copies of movies anymore. Because there's a lot of movies that like I was like, I would normally buy. Because I usually buy a lot of Disney movies, but like now I look at them like, oh, it's on Disney Plus, I don't need it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just them surrendering that like, eh, we don't really need physical movies anymore. And you can tell when you go into any store, there isn't a whole lot of copies of uh, movies in general anymore. 
Yeah, unless and especially right now, just due to that, a lot of movies aren't coming out. But you know, when whenever there was a Disney movie, a Marvel movie, uh, you always had plenty of hard copies still. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Disney always has the money for to to get the packaging and to to print the art for each physical movie. Um, yep. I'm interested to see if it's going to be like per account or per or like per profile. Because I'm pretty sure Disney is aware, like there's definitely people who bought, you know, um, Disney plus, then they share it with their friend right? or, you know, of a relative or, you know, their family member who is, you know, across the country or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see if, if I want to pay for this movie, if I buy it, can my parents watch it who don't, (laughs) who, you know, don't live close to me on the same profile or do they have to log in as Barry to watch it? I would think you'd still be able to, as long as like on the account, I would hope, right? Yeah. Pay the $30 and then however many people are on your account can watch it. Um, But who knows? I guess we have to wait and see. Crazy though. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy to think where we're at now. Um, We didn't even, like I didn't get my favorite time of the year, which is summer blockbuster movies. I didn't get it this year and it was such a bummer. And like even looking around and being like, those movies didn't even come out digitally. A lot of them, they just got pushed. So this whole summer has just been a big, gigantic void of good movies. Mm-hmm. It's just a big bummer. Yeah, it is. Especially, especially for a lot of people who looked forward to the new movies like the fast and furious, which yep. always do well. Uh, and all, all the other movies that ended up getting pushed back. It, it does suck yep. a lot for it. And especially for, we still get the Bill and Ted movie digitally. That comes out in like a couple of weeks. So there's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that one's probably going to be 20 bucks as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear everybody's kind of take on, uh, on the Mulan and whether or not it affects future things. I know they're also probably sitting on Black Widow. Yep. Uh, and that movie, which, you know, I even sometimes forget that that movie was supposed to come out in May of this year, but uh, they, that movie's probably done and they're probably just, Disney's probably just licking its fingers to wait to see how Mulan does. Did they release a date for Mulan? Uh, yeah, I think it comes out. Uh, I'd have to check. I'm pretty sure it comes out like the end of this month, I believe. Oh, okay. That's I what would, I believe I heard too. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we know that they're done with the Black Widow movie and you know, they have this, uh, you know, all these other Marvel movies lined up in that schedule that they've pushed back like two or three times already. I really think they're going to look at how Mulan does to judge if they do that with Black Widow. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mulan does well, that they do it again and be like, all right, $30 on Disney plus for Black Widow. And then they just kind of keep doing that until they're, it's comfortable to put them back in theaters. Cause you know, they don't want to put all the Marvel movies on Disney plus digitally, you know, they want them in theaters. That's where they make a ton of money, but they got to keep that timeline and they can't keep pushing it back. So yeah. One one of the things I'd maybe like to see is let's say Mulan does well here. And then maybe it's September. And then at the end of every month they go, okay, here's a new movie you can buy from us that, you know, if for whatever reason, uh, movie theaters still aren't open come September, they go, okay, here's black widow for 30 bucks. I could I could see that being a good thing just to maybe just so the movies get out there instead of them constantly being pushed back. But, you know, I even think a lot of the movies that have been very stubborn about not being put in movie theaters 
um, are eventually going to have to fold, especially if we hit the end of September here and movie theaters still aren't open. Yeah, it says September 4th for Mulan. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, because I was just trying to see what they have. They have Black Widow, and then they pushed The Eternals, um, Shang-Chi, Ultimate Spider-Man, and all into next year. And then you have Thor, Doctor Strange being pushed to 2022. So you would think that I would hope that all the 2021 movies will be fine and we can still see them in theaters and be somewhat back to normal. But I think I've learned through everything we've gone through now not to take that for granted. Yeah, and before before we do sign off on the podcast here, I did want to give you a moment. You had mentioned to me, and I actually completely forgot about it until you mentioned Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Spider-Man is going to be an exclusive to the Avengers game uh-huh. from Crystal Dynamics. And I know you had an opinion about that. Is it an opinion or a rant? <laughs> you can do you can uh, I, I, it's gonna be a rant but i yeah. did want to give you because now i completely forgot about that until you mentioned spider-man yeah uh, so the, Spider, want... the spider-man uh character is only going to be in the ps4 version of the avengers video game and for me personally everybody knows that i play mostly on xbox and you play mostly on ps4 so it works out well for you yeah, you know, big, big wins. All big, the wins are over here. doesn't work as well for me <laughs> if I want to play it on Xbox, right? Like, I have both, so I have the option to just, if I really want to play it, just play it on PS4 and be fine. Um, and the exclusivity thing is, you know, that's always a thing with every console. And, like, Sony has their Spider-Man game already. But this, I think, is, like, the first time where they're like, hey, take, like, a main character and specifically say you can't play him even though we made him for this game on the xbox because sony i guess owns kind of spider-man um but i just personally for me i just don't think it's a good look and i don't think it's really the road you want to go down um not everybody has the luxury that we do and has both consoles um and me personally for this game it's probably not as important in the grand scheme of things because from everything we've seen and everybody who's played it, it doesn't look like it's very good. Um, so it may not even matter when this game comes <laughs> out. It really may not because I was super excited for this game. But the more I see of it, I'm just like, man, this looks like trash. So hopefully it's not because I want it to be good. But I just don't. That's not what we need right now when we're working on like, you know, everybody kind of came together for cross platform play on a lot of things. This feels like a gigantic step backwards for me. And yeah, maybe it, maybe I'm thinking it's a bigger deal than it really is. But to take like one of the main characters for the Avengers and be like, nope, can't play him unless you play it on PlayStation. It's different if it's like a DLC item, I think, right? Because we've seen that before where it's like an exclusive DLC story mission or something like that. This is an entire character that was already made that they just completely took out of a a console version yeah it's just not a good look from square um and i I don't think it's really sony's fault maybe it is but like it's not Uh, i i think it's definitely sony if um it's not a good look from square especially right now when everybody is just completely dumping on your game and how how bad it looks (laughs) to come out and say this on top of that just doesn't make it look good 
So I yeah, and I hope for you know Xbox that it's a timed exclusive thing, much like they're doing with. And I hope it doesn't take as long as I'm know, using Final Fantasy VII remake as an example, to where that remake was. I think is coming next year to Xbox. Eventually, at some point, it will get yep. there. Yep. But. And I'm hoping Sony eventually goes, okay, you know, and I think if you look at the Avengers, even before the Avengers were hitting their stride or, and I'm talking about the movies, Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man is still the most favored Marvel character, I think almost by far Yeah. in, in a lot of um, like favorite Marvel superhero polls. So I'm, I'm hoping Sony as a PlayStation person eventually goes, okay, you know, here, six months, eight months down the road, here's Spider-Man. You Xbox guys can play with him. And then drop a trailer for the new Spider-Man game, like Spider-Man 2, not Mar- Miles Morales. Because mm-hmm. then that only that only works better for them in promoting their own stuff. True, yeah. The Final Fantasy one made sense, though, right? Because that game was on the original PlayStation. Like, it makes sense. And, like, in my opinion... They didn't even need to put that game on Xbox. That could have been an exclusive for Sony, I think. Just to be I'm surprised to... it's not. Right, right. Because you just assume when you hear Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh, it's only on PlayStation because of course. So when they're like, oh, it is on Xbox, but it's a year later, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, at least people get to play it. Um, and uh, by the time that comes out, who knows? They may be done with the other one. From what I'm hearing, they're going uh, going hard on making the next part of that. Yeah, and I also hear that the next Kingdom Hearts phase is starting. Just saying. (laughs) We're about to get overloaded with RPGs. Yep, it's going to be back to JRPGs and me talking about Sora again, which none of us really need in all honesty. Uh, but I just wanted to say uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, We really continued – sorry, we really appreciate all your continued support. And if you like us, make sure to give us a follow. Follow us on all social media platforms. And from there, I think we'll see you guys next time. Yep. See you later.